0: Matthew chapter number 26. I want to uh, direct your attention to verse number 36 tonight, all right? Matthew chapter number 26 and uh, verse number 36. And if you're willing and able, let's stand together and uh, we'll read the Word of God tonight. Matthew 26 and verse number 36, familiar text. The Bible says, Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane. And saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. And Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And he cometh unto the disciples and findeth them asleep. And saith unto Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The Spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away again the second time and prayed, saying, O my Father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. And he left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then cometh he to his disciples and saith unto them, Sleep on now and take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand. And the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. Behold, he is at hand that doth betray me. For the sake of time, that's all we'll read. Let's bow for a word of prayer quickly tonight. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity, Lord, to be in your house tonight. Thank you, Lord, for the reminders in song. God, of who you are towards us. God, your love towards us. We thank you, Lord, tonight that we can rejoice, those of us that are saved. God, we've been made to be seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus tonight. God, you said, and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. And Lord, I'm thankful there's a a past tense in my life. Amen. Thank God there's some things that I used to be. But thank God by your work, Lord, you're changing me, informing me. ...into the image of Christ, and Lord, we glorify you for that tonight. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. God, we pray, Lord, for everything that's said and done. God, that it might bring you honor and glory. God, we do pray for Brother Bobby as he comes after us. Lord, touch him, fill him with the Holy Ghost. Lord, anoint him. And God, may your word and your spirit minister to somebody's heart and help them tonight. Lord, we need your touch and we need your power. And God, for that touch, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. amen and amen. You can be seated tonight. This is a very familiar passage of Scripture... In the Word of God, we all know where we're at, uh, definitely if you're a Bible leader reader. But we're at this place called Gethsemane. This was the night of the betrayal of the Lord Jesus Christ by Judas Iscariot. We know that Judas sold him out for 30 pieces of silver to those religious leaders. And uh, the Bible tells us here in these moments before that event... Jesus has taken his disciples, three of these men uh, that have seen many different things in his ministry, he's taken them uh, to pray with them and to prepare himself for what lies ahead. Whenever we come to the text, number one, I want you to notice this. I want you to see the place tonight, amen. The Bible says in verse number 36, Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane. That name, Gethsemane, the night simply means the olive press. Amen. We know that this was an olive grove. And uh, the Bible tells us this, or Jewish history rather, tells us this, that there were three different presses that olives went through before it was prepared olive oil. They would put it through that first press, that second press, and that third press, and they had the final finished product. Can I say that Gethsemane was the first place that God brought his son in order that he might press him, that he might put him under agony. Amen. You say, how did Jesus suffer? with? in Gethsemane listen Jesus suffered at the hands of Satan amen there was temptation there in the garden don't you know that weight was heavy of the sin that he was about to face uh, but thank God he continued to pray and the Bible says that he went a little further amen he not only suffered at the hands of Satan but there at Gabbatha he suffered at the hands of sinful men amen as they beat him and they mocked him to shame and then finally Jesus Christ took the cross uh, and he walked up Golgotha's hillside uh, and he suffered on the cross at the hands of a sovereign God. Amen. The Bible said that it pleased the Lord to bruise him. And so God brought his son to this place that he might prepare him for what lies ahead and that he might pray with his disciples. Amen. That brings us to number two the place. But then, of course, the people. Who does Jesus have with him tonight? He has Peter and James and John. If you follow these men all throughout the history of the scripture, you'll find out that they were the pillars of a church. Amen. God had taken them away and taken them into an intimate place with his son in order to prepare them for what lied ahead Amen. aren't you glad thank God that before God will thrust you out he'll put you in some isolation and you can depend upon him and learn what it is to trust God Amen. before he puts you into the ministry we see the place we see the people the Bible is very clear that in this place there is great pain Luke's gospel uses a word that only occurs one time in your King James Bible and it's this this same scene in Gethsemane it's the little word agony amen and listen to me as Jesus was preparing uh, to have the sin of the world laid upon him uh, the Bible says that his sweat became as it were great drops of blood amen Uh, the Bible says Isaiah tells us tonight that he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we're healed amen and Jesus began to experience this pain that would carry through all the way until the cross we see the place the people the pain but finally here's our fault tonight I want you to look and see the reason that we find when we look at the text as to why Jesus came to this place there is a perfect Purpose that is underlined, and there's a purpose that's understood in the text. The Bible says in verse number 38 Then he said unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death tarry ye here and watch with me and he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed amen listen to me the purpose of the text tonight we could say it deals with a lot of things we could say that it deals with the sufferings of a son of God but if we can for just a few moments tonight I want to zero in on the supplication of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight and talk to you for a few moments about the purpose of prayer amen when we look at the prayer life of Jesus we'll find that he was dedicated Amen. he was somebody who didn't take prayer lightly and listen as Christians amen we ought to not take the place of prayer lightly it's the most unutilized weapon that the child of God has but yet it's the most powerful amen listen tonight we can bow our knee because of our high priest Jesus Christ and because of the spirit of God and because of his shed blood thank God we can turn that pew into an altar amen like You can kneel down in the kitchen or you can kneel down in the washroom uh, and thank God you're ushered into the presence of God. Amen. Jesus shows us several purposes for prayer and we'll give them to you and get out of the way tonight. But first of all, the first purpose that we find in the prayer life of Jesus in this scene is number one, we find his determination. Look what the Bible says. I love this statement and love this verse. The Bible said, and he went a little farther in verse number 39, amen, and he fell on his face and he prayed. When we look at the prayer life of Jesus in this scene, what we find is Jesus and his determination, amen. Jesus knew what it was that he was about to face. Uh, listen, it was no secret to him. It was not anything that the Father had kept from him, amen. Amen. But listen to me. He was determined. The Bible said that he set his face like a flint toward Calvary. Amen. And he was determined tonight to go all the way. Amen. The Bible said that he went a little further. You say, preacher, how far did he go? I'm glad, thank God, he went all the way to Calvary. Amen. And he suffered the shame of death. Even under the death of a cross, he went a little farther. Amen. Can I tell you what prayer does for us tonight? Amen. Amen. Uh, listen to us it gives a uh, strength to continue tonight amen uh, listen if Jesus knew uh, and understood what he was about to face uh, if he understood what was about to befall him uh, if he understood the weight uh, of what he was about to partake in uh, and he went a little further than thank God tonight uh, he being our divine helper uh, we can look to our savior and we can go a little further tonight uh, uh, we can determine in our heart uh, that we'll go Go on for the honor and the glory of God tonight. Amen. Would you venture in your heart? Amen. Would you just decide tonight that you're just going to trust the Lord and you're going to go a little further? Amen. We see his determination. But then secondly tonight, I want you to see this. We see not only his determination, but we see his glorification. Look what he said again in verse number 39. The Bible said, and he went a little farther and he fell on his face and prayed, and these next free words he said, saying, Oh, my father, amen listen but glorification of his prayer tonight Jesus knew what he was about to face and can I say this tonight that Jesus knew who the only one that he could turn to tonight amen the Bible said oh my father amen he began his prayer and he began everything that he did with the father tonight amen the Bible says that it was the meat of him it was the meat of him to do the will of him that sent him amen understand something tonight friend Amen. Jesus never did one solitary thing for himself Amen But he always had the glory of God in mind You look at the scripture And you say Wonder why Jesus did that I tell you why he did it tonight up To please the Father tonight Amen And listen to me When we pray And when we search the scriptures We find out how to please the Lord Amen And it's often been said That prayer is talking to God And reading the scriptures Talking to us Amen And those two two need to be coupled together in our life and it's only that way that we can glorify the Lord listen to me tonight we ought to glorify God in everything that we do can I ask you a question tonight why are you serving in the church why are you serving the Lord why are you doing what you're doing tonight are you doing it for recognition are you doing it so you'll get a pat on the back are you doing it tonight so brother so-and-so and and sister so-and-so see it tonight Uh, But listen to me, friend, you may do that. Uh, And brother so-and-so and and sister so-and-so, they may not notice tonight, amen? And they'll just burst your little bubble. Uh, But if you'll come in this place tonight uh, uh, with the glory of God at the forefront uh, and the glory of God, the principal thing, uh, and make up your mind, you'll see Jesus. Uh, Thank God you'll never leave disappointed tonight. Amen, we see the determination. We see the glorification. I wanna give you this. And uh, verse number 40, here's what the Bible says. And he cometh unto the disciples, and findeth them asleep, and saith unto Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The Spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak tonight. Amen. Here Jesus is. He's invited his inner circle to come and pray with him. And he goes and he petitions the Father the first time, and he comes back and he says, Hey, Peter, y'all are asleep. Could you not even watch and pray with me one hour? And can I say this tonight? When we look at this text and we look at this verse, here is what prayer does for us tonight. We see the Lord's determination, we see his glorification, but then we kind of zoom in on the disciples for just a moment, and we see a great indication. A great indication. You say preacher what do you mean? Listen to me. I tell you what prayer will do. Prayer will show you tonight exactly where you are spiritually you begin to think you're somebody, and listen, I want to stop and say this, and I've heard him say it a hundred times, but we believe it tonight, that I've never gotten up off of my knees and felt like I prayed enough, amen? I've never prayed and felt like I did a good job, amen? Because if we're just honest about it tonight, listen, prayer is a school that we'll never graduate from until we get to glory. Very few have mastered it, amen? And we say that very loosely, but it's a great need in our life tonight, amen? Uh, you know, oftentimes if I'll just get very transparent with you tonight, uh, you know the, you know, why I don't spend prayer uh, time, time in prayer as often as I do? Because I'm really afraid sometimes of what God will show me about myself. Amen. I, I want to pray about so-and-so. and I want to talk about this issue, this issue and the Holy Ghost will scooch up beside me uh, and say that's fine and that's well. And we'll talk about that here in just a minute. Uh, but listen to me. Let's talk about you. Uh, I've put my finger on this uh, and you've not dealt with it tonight and prayer is a great indication of where we are with God That's right. prayer shows us where we are tonight we see their condition how do we find them we find them asleep yes, sir. they couldn't even watch here's what he does he doesn't blow them out but he looks at them and says watch and pray he, he encourages them once again and he says watch and pray that you're not into temptation and then he says this the spirit indeed is willing but the flesh Ears wake. We go on through the text and Jesus retires to pray again and he comes back and finds them asleep again and then he comes back a third time after praying and he finds them in the same condition and he says the same words to them. Amen. But I want you to notice in verse number 45 what he says. The Bible says, Then cometh he to his disciples and saith unto them, Sleep on now and take your rest. Amen. Well, he just come three different times and he found them asleep. that's exactly what they were doing when they should have been praying but he comes and he finds them asleep and I'm glad tonight that he does not condemn them and he does not blow them out and he does not make an example out of them in front of everybody but here's what he says he says there's a darker hour coming you go on and take your rest amen aren't you glad tonight listen when we ought to be praying and when we really ought to be doing what we're supposed to be doing and doing what that's right, and the master finds us inadequate, thank God tonight he just continues to encourage us and give us the rest that we need. And thank God we can scrooge up beside him and we can rest. And I'll tell you what tonight, listen, there's so many times that we find ourselves weary and I'm glad, thank God, that while he's a praying, while he's at the right hand of the Father making intercession for you and I, we can rest in the Lord Jesus tonight. Amen. So it's a great indication of where we are. I'll ask you simply tonight, how's your prayer life? How's my prayer life? Not where it needs to be. Amen. Not where it needs to be. Not what it needs to be. But we see determination, glorification, indication. But then can I look at this tonight? There is a transformation. Look what he says in verse number 41. He says, watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Now, here Jesus is. Now, I want you to watch something. Here Jesus is. He's just come from a prayer meeting with the Father. And you know what he says in verse number 39? He says, oh, my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou will. You and I are given great insight and a great glimpse tonight into the humanity of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now we said just a moment ago it was always the will of Christ to do the will of God. Amen. What we're about to say is not heresy tonight. Alright. God was one. Jesus was 100% God and he was 100% man tonight. Amen. But here in his humanity he's struggling a little bit. Amen. In his humanity his flesh he's feeling the implications that Calvary is beginning to have on his flesh and on his emotions and even on him spiritually tonight. Amen. And here's what he prays. He said, If it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou will. He comes. He speaks to his disciples concerning the issue of watching and praying. And he says, the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And he comes back in verse number 42. And he says, oh, my father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. Amen. You know what we have in our text tonight? We have Jesus being our example of submitting to the will of God. How many times have we come to pray? Lord, if it's possible, would you let me detour this? Would you let me bypass this? Would you let this? this problem be delayed just a little bit uh, so I can put it in my box and figure out how I'm going to handle everything. Uh, Oh, but listen to me tonight. Uh, Here's what Christ wants to do. Uh, He wants to transform you uh, and he wants to change you uh, in that difficulty and change you in that trial uh, and change you in those hard times tonight. Amen. There's a transformation that will take place in our prayer life. You know what prayer does tonight? Prayer is not necessarily always you and I praying and asking God for something and Him giving it to us. That's a very small part of prayer tonight. But can I tell you, listen to me, one of the main thrusts behind prayer is that it conforms our will to God's will. You spend time in prayer about something and you let the Spirit of God work in your heart and pretty much soon what happens is your will begins to be conformed to the will of God and you, like Jesus, can say, Father, not my will but Thine be done. Now, I want to ask you a question tonight. We ought to pray, shouldn't we? God's sovereign, isn't he? God knows all things, doesn't he? So we ask the question tonight, why pray? If he knows the outcome, he already knows the, the end from the beginning, why pray tonight? Because let me tell you what prayer is. Prayer is an invitation of God to be invited into the situations of our life. Can I tell you tonight, listen to me, I don't always live like it. I say it a whole lot of times, but sometimes I find it failing, lacking in my own heart and my life. But can I stand and say tonight, listen, we ought to want and we ought to desire God's blessing and His touch in every area of our life. Listen, I can't love my wife like I need to. Amen. I can't love my children like I need to. I can't be the pastor and the church member and the Christian that I need to be. Uh, Without the place of prayer tonight, I can't do it within myself. Uh, And so I need God to change my desires uh, and conform my will to the will of God uh, so that there's a new want to and a new desire present in my life. Amen. It's often been said tonight that prayer changes things. Uh, But friend, tonight, can I tell you prayer will change you amen Uh, I appreciate brother Tom amen he went on to glory brother Bobby's dad uh, and I'd preach here on Wednesday nights uh, and it'd be a flop and I'd know it and he would too and thank God he'd come and he'd encourage me uh, and he'd just say you need to move up a little more uh, uh, you need to pray a little more uh, and we'd come in and preach uh, and God do a little something and he'd say God's working uh, uh, you gotta keep praying Uh, thank God for those saints of God uh, who know something about the touch of God uh, who reach out to those uh, coming behind them uh, and encourage them to pray Uh, hey listen friend tonight uh, what we need isn't what we're going to get from a podcast uh, or a Facebook post uh, uh, but we need to spend time uh, on our knees before a frost holy God uh, and find the will of God for our lives tonight finally there's a great consolation Verse number 45, Then cometh he to his disciples and saith unto them, Sleep on now and take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand. And the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. We know what happens next. Judas betrays him with a kiss. Notice what the Bible says. Peter draws out his sword. Jesus says in verse number 52, Then said Jesus unto him, Put away again thy sword into this place. For all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my Father, and he shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels. Notice what he says. But how then shall the Scriptures be fulfilled? That thus it must be. And in that same hour said Jesus to the multitudes, or you come out as against a thief with swords and staves for to take me I sat daily with you teaching in the temple and you laid no hold on me now watch 56 but all this was done that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled and then all the disciples forsook him and fled here Peter is man I'm telling you he's ready to go with Jesus all the way to death and we find him here in Gethsemane and he falls asleep and he can't even and pray with the Son of God for an hour and, I'll every, and, and, and Peter uh, tries to get tough and pull a sword out here Jesus is he softly rebukes him and everybody comes and they take hold of Jesus and here's what happens all the disciples forsook him and they fled can I say this tonight that though they forsook him he would never forsake them and he was willing to go all the way to Calvary and he found that strength tonight in the place of prayer. Here Jesus is. He's agonizing with a Father. He says, please, Lord, let this cup, if it be possible, pass from me. And we do that so many times in our own life. But here's what God shows us tonight. He shows us this, that it's not the circumstance that he wants to change. But he wants to take that circumstance and use it to change us. For the honor and the glory of God. We want God to make a difference. We want God to remove that enemy. We want God to change that situation. But it may be tonight that the situation that you do not understand, God is using it for a divine purpose in your life. And the best thing that I can say, and the best thing that you can say tonight is, Thy will be done. Would you let him have his way tonight? Amen.